my attitude to everything a 10k a 5k go as hard as you can out of the traps as quick as you can and until essentially you just collapse run forest yeah I just started running <laughs> Welcome to episode 3 of the Any Given Run Day podcast. My name is Sean. We are here with Eric, Connor and Aaron. I don't know why I did it like that, but I've done it like that. We're going straight into it. On this week's podcast episode, we're going to be talking, we're getting a little bit away from Aaron last week talking about 5k running and Marty Park training to get a bit more specific, um, com- I want to say complicated a little bit. We're going to be talking about heart rate running and how that's helped Eric with his 400 euro watch and lead towards a 335 marathon the last time 335 yeah 335 marathon and you say obviously that was a big help to it so we're, we're going to let you take the floor and just talk about your the type of training the heart rate type training you do for your marathon training yeah so pretty much like as we said in the intro I said I never liked running I yeah. couldn't understand it no matter how much I run it and with the background of work and stuff we were you just went as hard as you can for as long as you can until you couldn't go anymore and that was my attitude to the marathon the first time we did it um, it was my attitude to everything a 10k a 5k go as hard as you can out of the traps as quick as you can and until essentially you just collapse essentially. Um, but run they, forest yeah <laughs> I just started running <laughs> but, uh, but it was only when I, I got into the triathlons and I realised that you can't do that it's it's very unforgiving in the sense that if you burn yourself out early you will not survive the the whole race let alone a few of them in a couple of weekends and and it was only when i went training with a few people who did it and got talking to a few endurance runners and stuff that i would know that you kind of get quite humbled about running slow and there was a few books and stuff i i, I downloaded audible and listened to a few books like uh, david goggins was one that yeah. i would listen to and uh, his name escapes me now but it, it was another endurance hunter who, who went from being a patrol was it that's him yeah yeah he was uh he went to do an ultra marathon um after being severely out of shape addicted to cheeseburgers and all of a sudden became vegan and addicted to endurance races essentially um and that was the first time i've heard of the going slow to go fast and it blew my mind so um i had come through the the kind of triathlon season i was kind of in the middle i'd done the olympics once i'd achieved that kind of goal it was a big step um for me and then i said right well i've been involved in this i've been doing training i'd like to see how i can improve the training and a friend of mine uh had one of these garments um now garmin haven't paid me to say it yeah we're not we're not that good but uh yeah he had one and he, he swore by it and the durability of it and uh i had a we we actually got one of the uh, fitbits and yeah. i think mine broke after about two and a half months of doing the triathlon training well you couldn't use it properly for swimming so you probably bounced it off a wall or yeah something. yeah i couldn't swim <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i just found durable wise i needed something that was going to last the the range of stuff i was going to be doing um and as well i and because I'd, I'd read a good bit about this heart rate training I, I was like i need something that has the best quality of stuff um buy cheap buy twice kind of attitude yeah. whereas like right i've it was kind of like I tried myself for nine months of am I actually into this I still kind of don't like running so but I bought it and said look I've invested so much into a wetsuit a bike a this a that I'm still training so I justified the means for yes it is very expensive watch I think at the time it was 460 or something like that yeah. which is a big expense however to this day still the best buy I have had in my training uh, so my first marathon was the one we suffered on yeah. did not like 
uh, ego took over we were fit young men we could do anything take mm-hmm. over the world and we were humbled big time and uh, to a point where we probably didn't want to talk to each other for about two weeks afterwards um, <laughs> so five, five hours and three minutes I believe my time was in the first one um, so then this time I swore I'd never do a marathon again unless I trained and then coming through the triathlons I was still unsure if I wanted to do a marathon because I really did not enjoy that first time at all yeah and I got the watch I seen there was programs associated with the heart rate training on Garmin I said you know what maybe I'll give it a go so I got the watch and 16 weeks prior to the marathon I was well set up I had the watch ready and I followed the training plan through Garmin training plans and it was based on the heart rate training and the first run we did it's it was pretty much you had to maintain your heart rate in zone 2 which is I think from about 115 beats per minute to 136 there thereabouts uh, I don't know the exact it's it's roughly I'm never on yeah. that, and I'm, I'm usually in the middle somewhere but yeah. for those that have a, a, a Fitbit that's not even in your cardio zone that's, no, that's yeah, fat yeah. burning zone yeah so fat burning zone yeah it's that's right walking walking a little more than walking yeah but at times when I was starting out and I had done triathlons remember and I had just trained as hard as I could I went swimming run I just trained a lot so I got over the line but endurance wise I wasn't ready in terms of my heart I was working very hard to the point that I was in the zone where any longer I'd probably collapse type thing so I was I was putting my body under a lot of pressure so on the first training session I think it was a 30 minute zone 2 run and all I had to do was keep my heart rate in zone 2 and I was like this is, this is going to be easy Yeah. so I went for a run back where I'm from and uh, I had to run in order to maintain zone 2 I was running at a 7 minute 10 kilometer pace and this is coming off the back of 9 triathlons I was like this is embarrassing there was two women walking their dogs they were walking faster than I was running and I was mortified. I was like, I am never running around my town again if I'm doing this. Yeah. Now, I had read, read in the books that similarly, this guy for about four or five weeks which all was was mortified at how slow he was running and only I had read and listened to his kind of trouble. I was like, this is stupid. I would have plowed on. However, two weeks passed, same run, six minute kilometre pace. Another two weeks same run five minute 30 kilometer pace and my heart rate wasn't even in the cardio zone it was still in the fat burning i'm going for a brisk walk kind of zone and that's when i started to understand the endurance game the endurance game is about managing your body managing the heart and so for me going for the marathon then in zone three which is what i was supposed to do i was running at a four minute 50 pace for the majority of the marathon and my heart rate at its at its average was only about 150 156 beat per minute whereas yeah which is which is what keeps you going for longer because you're not burning yourself out essentially um and that was a big big change a big transition and and people go like how do you do it how do you do this and to be honest when i tell them i had to run slow to run faster people are like yeah i'm not buying whatever you're selling but genuinely it's it was a weird phenomenon it was weird to be running that slow and to see how bad my heart was at endurance like it was uh, like struggling to stay yeah. below 136 at that 7 minute 10 per kilometer pace now that's only that's only once a week where you go that oh, yeah. slow so the, the other ones yeah so it zone... changes it up so we go to intervals so it'll be an interval of 5 minute interval in zone 4 which um, which five... I found in the first couple of weeks very easy to get to that yeah. would just be an increase to what I would have called a normal run and, uh, and that's that's normal run for 5 minutes for at five minutes. 50 pace whatever yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. and then just stop and, then and go again it's or? a little break you, you reduce to a jog what I found is I couldn't in the beginning I couldn't reduce to a jog to get my heart rate down to the zone 2 again so I'd have to walk 
in order to give the heart the chance to come back down to the correct zone then when 90 seconds countdown particularly with the watch it gives you the timings it tells you where your heart is it beeps at you if it goes over under right and it counts you down for it to go again um but i found a, a fantastic motivator even on days when you're going especially with the interval training yeah there was no one around it was just me and the watch but when that watch beeps you're like oh shit you have to it's, go it's like, almost yeah. like the, the, the beep test so yeah. you, you get the line it's like beep yeah. damn I gotta go again you, you have know? to go and, and you look down and you're like oh there's only 200 metres gone there's only a minute gone and I'm, and I'm suffering but it's yeah. uh, fantastic training and then there's another one where it's a threshold run that kind of gets you used to what you're going to be doing for the marathon and uh, so you're running in your zone three and and they're the little wins and it, it was a drastic like I ran a half marathon distance with one of the guys and I think my heart rate was 196 for the end for the entire time two hours it took us to run a half marathon right. my, my average heart rate was 180 and I started getting cramps in the last 15 minutes I started getting lightheaded. I started getting everything that's because my body was working so hard just to keep a 5 minute kilometre pace for the entire thing and uh, that, and then four weeks later after sticking to this I did naturally the training programme brought me up to do an hour and a half run or an hour 45 run and I was just shy of the half marathon my average heart rate was one four six or something like that. So that's a huge drop, that's a massive, like massive drop. And that was what I'm saying about that runner's high. Then you get into your car, you go home, and you get about your day. Whereas the week before, I was nearly hospitalised. I was like, yeah. call an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> get me a cross on. Where's the fibrillator? Get me a cross on and a coke, quick. But it's uh, yeah, make it did make a massive difference, and to this marathon to, to to kind of draw the full circle, I trust in it so much that I'm hoping to go for the three thirty again. Now we we will see how we go, but I'm gonna base my training after heart rate training again because gotcha. I've seen such a, a fundamental difference in myself, um, and I'm not small either. Like I'm I'm ninety kilos on yeah. average. I'm I'm six two, uh, six three there thereabouts. So it's it was a massive difference for me. Um, to see that much change in myself so quickly over four weeks in, in in a half marathon was was bizarre but it was a mental game so that's that's my approach to this one i'm gonna go for the uh the heart rate training over the next six weeks and see or 16 weeks and see how it goes do you find the heart rate training because the way you're training your heart it helps the recovery a lot more as well or you still get the aches and pains and the muscles afterwards yeah, you or? still get your aches and pains you definitely however because you're built for the endurance as, as we spoke about with aaron's chat that feeling that you can't move the next yeah. day that slowly dissipates because you haven't pushed the body like when I did that half marathon I couldn't move for three or four days afterwards I had to go for a recovery two or three K just to try and get my body yeah. back functioning again because you've pretty much burnt yourself out you've ran on all cylinders the engine has blown and it needs a couple of days to recover whereas when you're doing just an endurance run in zone two on your long run on a Sunday you're running for two and a half hours but your heart has never gone over 136 beats per minute as a maximum right so you get into your car you go home you have a bit of food and then the next day you're doing a recovery run and it's it's not a problem to you you're just shaking out the kind of the lactic acid the stretches the, the, but it's not to the same effect as if you're gone sprinting for x amount of time and when you, you get to the race day or uh, maybe there's, there's not but is there a challenge day leading up to that where you kind of go all out to, to test where the heart is yeah, at so and, it's, uh, and how do you feel after that then yeah there's a couple of days where it goes it, it sets you as you follow the programs through the Garmin ones which are, which are really good and and the people who have wrote these exercises are people who have done marathons have done ultra races and stuff but there are points along the way where it's like your long run is, is no longer a zone, a zone 2 run on a Sunday it's zone 3 marathon pace right and you're doing your zone 3 marathon pace for X amount of time in the run and that's where you get to understand your body 
how it feels at certain points and if that doesn't matter and that and also like that time happens no matter where you are in the run so for me it's in the phoenix park so if i'm in zone three going up hills i have to slow that pace to match the hill so it's it's not about the distance it's about managing your body through the different phases of what you're doing so like the race if I'm to stay in zone three, I knew then coming to a hill, I'd have to take it back because I was managing the body gotcha. as opposed to it all. And then you have your your half marathon, so you you go at your marathon pace for the half marathon and see how you are, and you're you're still going to progress because that's at the halfway point, uh, through the training on the eight weeks, um, and then you taper off for the final two for the for the big one. But it's um yeah definitely definitely an eye opener, definitely something to be looked into, particularly for people who have that fear of I can't run mm-hmm. as quick as X. I can't go on a group run because they're running at an X pace. Run slow to go fast. Yeah. And it, all it takes is time. And you just have to give yourself that extra bit of time um, to get out there. Give your body a chance to adjust. Some will take longer than others. but um, And I've seen big people, and I don't mean that in disrespect, I'm carrying a lot of weight, have embarrassed me on endurance runs because they've just trained their heart gotcha. to suit their body. They've trained themselves to manage the endurance. And it's it's absolutely amazing and again I'm no expert on it but I've, I can only go on the difference I've seen in myself from a person who hates running um, absolutely despise it to now actually satisfied and enjoying the running because I'm seeing the progress week to week and it's easily tracked on the watch yeah. as well so it's it's amazing to see the difference absolutely amazing from the outside looking into anyone that, that's anyway serious about doing triathlons they kind of need to have that garment on the wrist <laughs> <laughs> it just, just seems like I mean, we were away holidays over, over the the where we were in uh, in Poland and we, we saw a guy and he had the, the Iron Man tattoo on his calf oh, yeah. and sure enough on his wrist was, was a Garmin and any, anyone you talk about doing, doing Ironmans or, or getting more to elite level they, they seem to have that, that, that Garmin on, on their wrist I think once you get to that kind of level you have to have a some kind of a tool which can you know give you that insight into your performance you know yeah. that's it's just about having the information to be able to, to utilise it and then you know improve uh, otherwise you're kind of you're in, you're in the dark well, I mean, speaking of the information about Garmin, I'm right in saying that that uh, journal, like you were telling me, it was telling you what your expected pace was yeah, for a marathon. Yeah, so it averages out your pace. It tells you what your expected times are and stuff. So that's where, like, again, the management comes in. You see you're on a downhill and you know you've gone over on the, the average pace and you're like, right, I'll try and make up a bit of time here and because I know what's coming. And, yeah. and that's where the experience of doing the marathons, like you said in one of our episodes, that you, you've been there before, you yeah. know what to expect. So it all helps. And, like, people who who are doing Ironmans who are doing triathlons who are doing marathons regularly they're training on their own it's not like in the sports where you get instant feedback you win or you lose and your performance is graded on how much your man bet lumps out on the pit you know yeah. you get instant feedback whereas in this you can't see that feedback on you know when you when you look at a time so you cycle a route but when you break it down then with the Garmin with the right, well, how much of an elevation would that play into why I was slower or it just it even when you're doing a swim it gives you your stroke length like how many strokes you took in a Jeez. in a 25 meter period or a 50 meter period and and you can really get down into it now i'm amateur amateur so i'm yeah. just looking at it going i didn't drown that's good <laughs> that does, yeah <laughs> you know, if, you, if you can read you kind of did all right yeah. then <laughs> the lifeguard didn't come yeah. <laughs> but i only did triathlons because i have a fear of open water i i do not like swimming in the sea lakes it scares me it does pool absolutely fine i can see the toils but when i get into the open water and i did it as a an fu to myself as opposed to to get over it but as i get more into it and as i get involved now with triathlon clubs i have the watch i've used it i've known my body i know myself that's not to say you need to do that before you join yeah. in fact I should have joined 
to get good at the sport initially but I stubborn and like to do things on my own but uh, most guys do yeah so it's uh, but definitely I'll hopefully this year see a massive massive difference with it and, and be able to give people better feedback in, in what it can do and for these 16 weeks leading up to, to Madrid are, will you be training with uh, swimming and cycling or is or do you have yeah. time to go all running and how does, does that negatively affect your, your goal for 3.30 or does it all come in as well? Um, well, this, like anything, last year I was solo marathon training and it could, towards the end I kind of got caught up with work and stuff. Like people will, yep. your, your training can get affected with kids or whatever else is going on in people's eyes. But mine was working towards the end. I kind of suffered a little bit in terms of training. Uh, but this time I'm doing it differently that I am going to go for with the triathlon training at the same time. So that will include so my runs will be runs and right. if the triathlon group is going for a run over 10k and I know if to do a little bit extra I'll do a little bit extra I'm going to add on aiming for the 330 however what people don't realise and again with the heart rate training if it tells me that I have to do a 30 minute run and I end up doing a 60 minute cycle a cycle is a fantastic way it's very hard to come out of zone 2 on a cycle on a, on a leisurely cycle and you can go further and longer it's less impact on the knees and stuff mm-hmm. I'm training the heart I'm not necessarily training the legs um, right. I have the mileage there so by, by doing the cycles and stuff my heart is still getting the endurance training less impact on the legs so I'm, I'm going to continue with the triathlon I'm still going to do my long runs on a Sunday don't get me wrong I think it is important to to taste those miles in the yeah. legs to get the feet used to it the blisters the toenails the whole lot but it's um, I think with the cycling the swimming and stuff you're building up your lung capacity there's, there's so much scope to it there and the aim eventually for me eventually is to do an Ironman so I'm going to continue on with this training and then see how we go with the, the marathon but I will still be following the, the Garmin training plan for the marathon as closely as possible with the variance to suit whatever triathlon training is going on at the same time Deadly so I mean I, I wasn't too sure because I, I'm not much of a cyclist and I sure as hell can't swim so I didn't know how much if there was a limitation to how much the swimming you think would help people because your heart rate training it seems to fit perfectly into, yeah, into absolutely. Stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. There's cyclists out there that be saying, "What kind of cycling are you doing?" If you're not getting, yeah, out, <laughs> <laughs> but, not going uphill anyway. <laughs> yeah, but you have some people that are are specific in their dif- discipline. It's like they have to only just do running, and which yeah. is pretty much not the four of us. Maybe it's you, Aaron. If you just do your discipline, could we just do the the runs over the next um leading up to Madrid? But with, with Eric it's like that the heart rate and different training and stuff is going to work and our next episode we're going to find out um, how being a halfback doing hurling and, and being a barbarian swinging sticks is going to help you do a marathon because speak I, I, I can't swim but I'd rather drown the pool than, than play that sport and totally honest with you <laughs> but that is the beauty of it is it like people people like Aaron who haven't ran two years ago and like myself it's like people who run marathons are idiots I think people who play hurling are idiots oh, to but it's the appreciation of just the sport to just the how far can you push yourself that's yeah. what it's all about and and taking yourself to a place you never thought you'd go and and wherever that is be it 5k 10k marathon hurling you know like it's yeah. <laughs> it's all about trying something new and everyone's saying the new year the new me and it, it is all about just trying that new thing and and for us the four of us with such vast backgrounds it's great to see how everyone suffers through them and and what what works for other people and hopefully people get solace in the fact that there's others just doing this for them to go oh yeah I feel yeah. I feel that shit right now or I feel that good right now and hopefully this is what, what we can do it. 100% and I think when you say new year new me and it, you know it's important to do stuff that you, you get gets you excited but also gets you a little bit out of your comfort zone like you said Absolutely. with the open water you, you were out yeah. of your comfort zone doing that and 
and running the first time for me out of my comfort zone going a little bit faster than the 5k you might be out of your comfort zone well Aaron, we'll see <laughs> um, on that note I think we'll wrap up this week's um, episode on podcast Eric thanks for talking about heart rate training no and a lot of stuff that I hadn't hadn't really much of an idea on because I ain't got one of those 460 euro watches you don't have to buy one you don't have to buy one and uh, yeah and, and that's it pretty much for this podcast thank you once again for listening downloading and sharing this podcast on your Instagram stories and everything else like that we really do appreciate it that's it from us okay.